Welcome to the Next Generation Podcast. Your hosts are Waza and Dan. All right, we're back for another exciting week. Um, welcome, Dan. Uh, yeah, not bad. Thanks for having me once again. And an uh, exciting episode as we have Ollie, where people would know him from the Go Footy podcast. Welcome. Well, welcome. I'm really privileged <laughs> to be here, guys. You know, normally I'm the one saying welcome. But yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, Chatty um, is off doing his other job um, in South Australia and flogging the wine and the spirits and everything. So uh, we thought we'd get Ollie on tonight, seeing he'd be home by himself and it's hard to do a podcast talking to yourself. Yeah, it, it is a bit strange. would be a bit strange doing it by myself. So yeah, I'm loving I, being here. I tried doing that at the start of the year and it was like the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> and people that know me know I love talking. And I was sitting there going, I hate my freaking Yeah, voice. when you've got no one to talk back to you, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's always the worst when you start disagreeing with yourself as well. Things get very <laughs> awkward then. All right, guys, well, let's quickly recap what happened. We went to bury the demons on the weekend, but we couldn't find the right plot. What happened? We're in the no, wrong cemetery. I don't I know. I thought we'd almost found the right plot when Lacroix kicked that goal and put us in front, you know, but uh, not Yeah, someone was just big. telling me, and I'm going to talk about it a bit later, our slow starts are starting to hurt us. Um, it's not just this week or last week. It's been happening for quite a while. So. Well, to, for me, that's that's the main sticking point to me. And I wasn't going to mention as you wanted to talk about it. Um, but it's not just <coughs> against Port last week. It's not just this week against Melbourne. People oh, don't realize we did this against, yeah, yeah we did this against Western Bulldogs. Now we went on and destroyed the Bulldogs in the end, but they kicked the first two goals and a couple behinds before we got on the board. Yeah, I don't see two goals as a problem, but when you kick four goals and you've got so much of the ball and at the time that, that they kicked the four goals, we had 44% efficiency with the ball. We were just getting smashed. Collingwood as well, though, we were 20 nil, 20 yeah. nil down. You know, um, and Simo said, we got beaten by a better side, we had jumped at the start, jumped in, jumped in a lot of areas, obviously on the scoreboard, but the contested ball was a concern. It was a massive concern. Yeah. And it was a concern. If you look at all the stats, I haven't got them on me now. I'll bring them up later on. But, um, we, look, we didn't get the result we wanted, which was a top two position. We're going to be fighting for that this week. So we'll talk about that when we talk about Brisbane. Some positive news. The Eagles um, beat category rookies. We picked up two basketballers in Patrick Bynes and Brody Ryach. I think that's his name is. Uh, Bynes is Victorian-based and Ryach is from Perth. So maybe they're looking at future, I don't know. Question without notice. Of what category B rookies have, have made it in the AFL? Maybe it's a- Mason Cox. Amazing yeah, cops. okay, maybe a, um, oh, who's the uh, big overhead mark from... The Irish um, guy from Essendon. Yeah, okay. Yeah, He's yeah. a big category. Um, I think there is quite a few. The North Melbourne... I, I, think, um, I, I think I'm almost picking up what you're saying, though, because they're quite common picks, but they remain... Didn't we have... What was his name? We had the baseballer at one stage. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, Corey yeah. Um, Adamson. Adamson. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, and, it's very hit and, and miss, Brophy, you know. he was one. He yeah. went back. Yep. And like, it's hit and miss, but it's a free hit. Eagles haven't... Ha- it is it's a free, a free hit. Because uh. you can pick whoever you want. Eagles haven't you, had one play a game yet, though, have they? they, they, they I don't believe so, no. You could say... I haven't played for a while, and you know you have to haven't been able to play for at least three years. They can pick you. A podcast doesn't really show you how hubris that is. I'm not exactly in peak physical condition right now, but uh, yeah, it's just fun. And all right, I'm not a hundred percent on the rules, but I believe in the Mason Cox one category B rookies. They don't come in under your salary cap. I don't so think Mason so. Cox wasn't actually paid in 
Collingwood salary cap until this year, I believe. No, oh, well, once sure for him to play... There's something funny with... For him to play, he has to be upgraded to a, a normal rookie and then he can get... Oh, maybe until the they cap. play, they're not part so, of the yeah. salary cap. As, as I said, do. I'm not quite sure yeah. it was, but they do not fit in the salary So their pay Frankie isn't Watson, part of the salary cap. Frankie Watson, yeah. he was a big category, right? And gets upgraded. He got upgraded to a normal rookie, so yeah. that made him eligible to play a game. All right. As a B rookie, you are not eligible to play a game until you get upgraded either yeah. onto the rookie list or right. the main list. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, okay. So, uh, all right, I don't think it has any bearing, but is there an international category B rookie? That's so if it's part in, of it. Inter, so it's it the same be, rules? It can be. I think it's, it's, same. I think it is yeah. all the same, yeah. So they're yeah. international, next academy, zones. Yeah. They yeah. all fit into that B category. Taya Bayok, he was yeah. a B category. He got signed and put onto the new rookie, but then got put mm. back onto the... Yeah. So, but that, until they... For them to be eligible to play, they have to be put onto that main list or the supplementary list. Because yeah. the rookie list is... it's all That's all a bit strange, isn't it? Because rookies yeah. can just play now. Yeah. They don't need yeah, to be upgraded. The, the, I, I find the whole concept a little confused. That's why I threw well, out Because I knew pa- there's some different rules. Pay them like, less now as well yeah. as a rookie. That's the only difference. Yeah, it'll, all, it'll all change in the next two years because two years, I think I said to Sam, because um, the rookie list, it's going to be all in one list, but they'll be paid at rookie prices, but they all can play. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Uh, let's move quickly forward. Um... In the news, there's a lot of clubs and coaches, and it's been brought up in different other media outlets that some clubs and coaches are pushing their agendas before the finals in the way of free kicks. Damien Hardwick's won on Friday night, pushing his way for free kicks. Uh, And priority picks, that's come up again now. Luke Beveridge is not happy if um, Gold Coast and Carlton get an extra pick before their pick five or six, and so it should be. Um, yeah, he's trying to defend his own picks. So why I brought it up is quickly I want your opinion on the priority pick. If Carlton um, and Gold Coast get one, do they get it at the start? Do they get it in the middle? Or do they get it at the end of the first round? All right. Uh, to be absolutely honest with you, as an Eagles supporter who's not getting a priority pick, I don't like But they need it. Let's be honest. Yeah, they they, they, it, they're, they're in shambles. Yeah, Both those it. clubs are in shambles. But where are they, they going to get it? They need a priority pick right at the beginning of the draft. But where are you going to give it to them? At the, before? The, right at the beginning of the draft. Well, I don't think that's right. Well, they're in shambles. That's because, what I'm saying. I don't want them to get it yeah, personally. That's cool. But, that, that's yeah. cool. But they're getting a priority pick. They're in shambles. So that why should that um, affect a team that's only won three or four more games? And they slip back two time, two places in the um, draft. They should, if they're going to get a priority pick, give it at the end of the round one. It doesn't affect it's any huge, club that well, way. It's a huge difference, though, isn't it, between yeah. getting pick nineteen and twenty compared to pick one and two? Yeah, yeah. but that pick one or two, say it's Gold Coast, right? Yep. Well, it's going to be uh, Carlton get one and two, and then Gold Coast get three, four, and five. They get an extra one. Who's to say that guy's going to stay there in two oh, years? Oh, absolutely. You know and that comes so down that to the culture of the club, though. That, yeah, it's already wasted. Um, I mean, the original... They have changed the rules, haven't they? Originally, the rule was if you yeah. win less than four games two years in a row, yeah. then you're eligible for that first... And they changed it to four. Yeah. And now it's going to change to five. They'll be bringing it up. I thought I'd touch base on it because it's going to be something that's going to be discussed over the next few weeks because it's going to come up. It's I, already come up. I don't so. mind giving them at the start. I completely agree with you that they're yeah. uh, disadvantaging every other team. I think it should be held for special circumstances. And in a case like Carlton, it seems maybe... That, you know, it's like gold, some, somebody brought it up in Gold Coast. 
they'd probably be better off using that priority pick on a mature age player yeah. that can impact straight away. Yeah, there's no point giving them another number one but, but, but They've had enough. But they need that pick to get they that get player, you know, so yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. I'm give them this pick. And I think the very uh, good point that you touched on, right, it's not based on one year. It's not, all right, year one, three games. No. As you said, it's over a couple of years. So yeah. this is a team, and let's be honest, Suns have never been relevant. Yeah. And when was the last time Carlton was relevant? Even during even the Judd trade, they were never really relevant. No. You no, know, right. so yeah. they won it in, what, 95? And they cheated the salary cap and got yeah. caught a few years later? Yeah, they haven't been relative since. It's, they, it's 1999, they, they beat us in a elimination yeah. final. I reckon yeah. that's about the last time they yeah. were relevant, yeah. Yeah, just before 2000. All right, let's move on. We've got a member question, Philip White-Tiling. He's, as we say, he's always on Eagles back chat as well. Um, he's put in a question. Looking at past Eagles, who would you shove into a time machine to help the Eagles in the present heading into finals? Understand the game has changed, so use your imagination. So the player you choose is up to speed with the modern game. Phillips picked Dean Cox, could slot straight back in and help us in the next four weeks. Um, I've picked yeah, Chris Judd. You've picked Chris Judd. To be completely honest, I've been, I cannot split those two. I mean... You look at... Normally, I would have picked Juddy. I mean, he was just a breakaway, line-breaking player, mm. goal-kicking midfielder, you know. <coughs> could literally take that midfield and, and just destroy it. But Dean Cox, you look at what Gorn did to us on the weekend, and that's what Dean Cox could do oh, to yeah. teams. Um, I picked mine before I saw that game, and uh, I'm probably sitting on the fence as well. What about you, Dan? Oh, uh, just quick, uh, Dean Cox. I'm just sorry, I've lost myself because I've only just seen the run sheet in this question. The question was asked last night. <laughs> I had this ridiculous thought last night, and it's just from nowhere, completely. How good do you think a team would be if it was just 22 plays of Dean Cox? <laughs> he, he played back, he played <laughs> for he, uh, he loved it. He didn't mind the running yeah, back. He? he could crumb kind of as well. He was quick. And mm. I just, I see Dean Cox there, I just, it reminded me of that. Just weird thought I had last night. Um, but you know, off field issues aside, I'd pick Cousins. He's still one of my favourite players. Yeah. And yeah. while we're on Cousins, I didn't touch on it before. <laughs> Unfortunately, today in the news, he's been uh, picked up by the authorities, and he could be facing another sin jail, mate. It, well, he's been refused bail, hasn't he? So it's right, at least so four months until look, his hearing. Our so. out to his family, but that guy needs to get his head out of his ass. And stop doing drugs and get on with it because you're just a waste of talent, mate. Um, well, that's my views on it. That's all I'm going to say on it. Yeah, like it's one of those things where I don't have pity for him because he was my favourite player, and I suppose he still is my favourite player of the Eagles. You know that doesn't change, but he doesn't want to quit, so I had no sympathy for him. And then I thought I read something what he said today in court. And I thought, bugger you, cousins, bugger you, got under my skin again. Is this where he said I'm the victim or something? He oh, did so much he said, but yeah, basically he was crying victim, let's call it what it is. All right, so this is his say, I beg you, I beg you, I'm not a threat. Every day I close my eyes, when the sun goes down, I spew that it's not another day, I'm not going to... Oh, I'm not going to be with my children. Yeah, and that's so. Cool that he says uh, that. No, like, don't get me wrong, uh, that doesn't change what he's cool doing, he's... but... But he being, you know, having your family, it's like that's cool that he's tugged in my that. heartstrings when I don't care anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? A picture of those kids up on the wall saying that's yeah. the reason I want to beat this scourge. Yeah, well, I you know what I mean? Yeah, because I'm speaking from experience. I I was an I had an addiction. Yeah, and I'm 11 years sober and drug free. If he wants to quit, he can. 
and those two kids, he's crying the victim there. They're their reason he should yeah. be wanting to quit. I, I just, as I said, like I'm not agreeing with him. I just thought that yeah. that pulled it. Like, being yeah, it does, but the funniest thing is, uh, there's no better reason to get your life straight, is there? Oh yeah, it's well, the most it. powerful, you know. Emotion you can have is, you know, well, the family bond. So if that's not working, I don't have yeah. much hope for him, sadly. I don't, yeah. yeah, well, there's, I don't have any hope for him now. Well, we do a segment on the Next Generation uh, group um, page that we've got on Facebook. Um, and this week it was, hypothetically, Eagles find themselves in a position to trade for two players that they missed out in the draft. But due to salary cap constraints, they can only choose one. Those two players are Tim Kelly and Sam Powell Pepper. Now, I'm not surprised. Tim Kelly, 92%, 8% said Sam Powell Pepper. You, that's that out you of 443 vote? votes. So that was you voting 16 times for Sam Powell Pepper. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> See, it's funny enough, two years ago, I probably would have, you know, in hindsight, t- Next Generation was built on Sam yeah, Powell I Pepper. Yeah, I'm well aware, yeah. It was Obviously built on this was, guy. The whole thing was, let's you know, draft Sam Powell Pepper. And, but... If I had to pick, I have to pick Tim Kelly any day of the week. Do you Tim, want to go first, Ollie? <laughs> um, oh, well, Tim Kelly, I was a little bit... I remember people at the start of the year, first four or five rounds, were jumping on how good Tim Kelly was, yeah. and I was a bit reserved. Oh, well, you know, he's I'm in still reserved. I, I've watched him intently, especially playing a lot of Dream yeah. Team. You watch these plays intently, and he I want to see... Gun. He he, he's a gun. gun. I want to see him with a hard tag. Yes, and that's true. That's, you're right. never going to get that hard tag. He hasn't had a hard tag all year. Yeah, but would he necessarily get... The hard tag at the Eagles, you know, if well, we had Gas and we had Shilly and we, uh, yeah, and I'm probably on Ollie's up. side more that I don't think he would get the tag at the Eagles either. Well, look, you put it, he's about fifth or sixth in line at Geelong. Let's yeah. kid ourselves, yeah, yeah. right? At the Eagles, he'd be in the, the third or fourth. Yeah. Now I'm not I saying know, he'd once get you, tagged. I think once you go past that top one, you know, you're not going to have. I'm not saying two, he's going to get tagged. Taggers. But to me, the reason why he's damaging is because. They put more effort into Dangerfield being more damaging. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, we've seen that before when players like, say, Des Headland that was so dominant at Brisbane goes to the Dockers now, and struggles. I'm not saying so it does happen. In the first four or five rounds, they'd probably let him run free. And if he starts gaining up bigger numbers, they'd definitely put a tag on him. Yeah. Um, I'd... Shuey's our main person to get tagged. But if they did, then you'd freeze up a Shuey. Yeah. You know, Watching a lot of the cats, though, <laughs> I find Dangerfield, I thought it would be Ablett more forward, but Dangerfield's playing a lot more forward. Yeah, yes. So it is only yeah. really um, Selwood yeah. and Ablett really ahead of him in that midfield. Yeah, but they, they float around. They, they, I they know float. That it's a beautiful midfield and yeah. a beautiful problem to have. But with my opinion on this, it's not so much Tim Kelly, because I'll pick him every day. It's more... Everyone knows what he brings. It's more with Sam Power Pepper. I'm crucial is his disposal efficiency. <laughs> you probably know that's where. Let's that, remember Sam Power Pepper is still super young. Yeah. Um, but is he going to get any better than what he is now? No, I think well, I think this is what he's going to be. Yeah, that's what uh, I feel the contestable. Like he's a very mature. It's not the right word, but a mature aged young player. If that how makes old, sense. How old you know, twenty one. Who's that? Sam Powell-Pepper is not even 21 yet. 20? He's 20, 20 yeah. Yeah. So, but it's just, he's just supposed to be, there have been several games where he's kicked at 43, 48% this year. Uh, well and I, that is horrible. Well, I've got some, AFL in, I've got some inside info on both of them, but I'm not going to put it over the media yet. Yeah. I'm waiting for a little bit more, but maybe next week. Um, quickly, before we get into the footy, TNG Go Tipping, which is the Go Football with Ollie and that. We've got the tipping competition going. Dodsey 
has gone back into the lead. He won the round and um, took over overall. Um, Almighty, who's that? Is that you, Ollie? Yeah, that is me. Yeah, yeah he yeah, slipped back yeah, one. Yeah, I know. He got in the top five, slipped back. Thereabouts, I just can't quite. You know, Nick Nat had a bit of an issue with the app this week because he put him in. Oh, I've heard. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. They said it didn't do it, but they put me back in the fourth, and I'm still on top of the W uh, West Coast Eagles for life. One, twenty-two rounds on top. Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> you just had to slip that in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. You wouldn't mind losing it now. Yeah. I, you know what? I'll probably lose in the last round because <laughs> Shell's one behind me. So, <coughs> anyway, let's get on to a bit of footy. Um, yeah, let's uh, bring up the medical room before we get into the footy. Uh, the Eagles, you got Mackenzie out for the year. Nat Nui's unfortunately the year. Wellingham. Oh no, just going back Wellingham? to Mackenzie. You think that's it? Never play for the Eagles? Nah. Yet? I was just about to say gone. since Gov signed. Yeah, that, that, that locked that down for yeah. mine. Like, uh, Scoey and McKenzie were kind of in the same way. Scoey's obviously fit body-wise, so he well, would get the tick. But it was if Gov didn't yeah, sign, yep. their, their insurance plays. Yep. Schofield's a test. On the back chat, he was asking uh, Simo, put him in the wing, put him forward. I've been saying that all bloody year. Um, Alango, he'll probably play at East Perth this week. Darling's a definite in. Yeah, he'll play. He could. He only just failed the uh, concussion test on the weekend, from what I heard. So they just erred on the side so of caution. Precaution. And Kennedy, well, who knows what the hell has gone on with him? Uh, some people are saying he might not play until if we get in grand final. Who knows? Just quickly, uh, I do realise the irony when I just said Schofield's are. Uh body's right and then he just was the next one off the injury so we ran out um, yeah, no, but, but he's yeah, ready to go I reckon Kennedy's yeah first week finals he should play alright let's get into the Eagles versus the Demons it's the final siren alright as uh, we know West Coast went down to Melbourne by uh, what was it 17 points 16-12 to 14-7 uh, West Coast we only kicked four Hutchings too, and all the rest were singles. Martin, Master Nachi, Cripps, Vardy, Sheed, Yo, Venables, and Lacra. Uh, Melbourne, Malksham kicked four and two. Oh, I don't. I'll talk about Malksham a bit later. Uh, McDonald three, Hannon three, Wiedemann, Harms, Brayshaw, Vandenberg, Jones, and Kent all one. Um, Yes, the umpires have been brought up. I don't really want to bring them up because we actually they, still won the free kick count, didn't we? Yeah, we won the free kick count. It was a few that were missed, but. At the end of the day, we didn't lose it because of the um, umpires. I'll quickly just go into the best players that the TNG did. And it was really weird for me because I didn't have one of these guys in my top three. But Shep got fair, uh, the free votes. Yo got two. And Cripps got one. I liked Cripps, actually. I thought Cripps... I, I thought Cripps... I thought Cripps and Shep were the best on ground. I couldn't really split them. Yeah. I didn't have Yo in my top three, unfortunately, because he had one touch in the first quarter. Yeah. And he had about six or seven in the second quarter. And, um, yeah, I just thought it was a bit weird. Yeah. But people see what happens at the end of the game, I guess, is what stuck in their mind. And he did have a great second half. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, was um, – I'm just trying to turn the page here. I've got a blank page here for some reason. But I actually thought, as far as midfielders go, I thought Sheed was probably 31 disposals. You know, I thought Sheed was good with the ball. I just – I, Sheed's defensive game, his yep. tackling, there was two or three times, I've never noticed it before, but he literally either tried to tackle with his hands, yep. you know, almost like a, a kid that's playing Oz kick that's scared to... And then there was a time where Gorn was full belt, 
running at him, literally moved out the way and kind of, you know, instead of standing oh, there. I didn't see, I don't him, like that. Yeah, I didn't see moved that. Moved out the way and kind yeah. of tried to grab him with his hands yeah. and like, Do you sheep. think that's uh, something being a bit younger? He's not like a first year drafty, obviously. No, but do you think that's something that he would need assist. to improve? Yeah, improve definitely needs to improve. Like, I mean, more will improve. Like, you know what, I'll put it down to We don't have a freaking tackling coach. Maybe. And yeah. we yeah. need to get harder at the ball. And that's a thing that separates. And this is, it hurts me to say this, but we, we back our team in and that's the way Simo coaches. It just seems to me every other midfield that we come up against is so, it's like they've got more, I don't know if the word is hunger or it's aggression, but they've got more aggression. We seem to like wait for that ball to spill, get that loose ground ball and take off of it. Where we yeah, just it's, don't it's have hard enough to know though if you just in kind of in an, in an um, under. more critical of your own team. Yeah, yeah I just, you know, I, so it's it's hard to know. The D's had winners everywhere. Like you said, we we relied on too few. Sheed thirty one, Marston twenty seven, Shepherd twenty three, and Yo twenty three. Um, the contested possessions: Melbourne one hundred fifty nine, one hundred thirty seven inside fifties, fifty five to forty seven. Clearances forty three to twenty nine. That's, that's where massive. It's, yeah. That's where we. I think that happened a lot towards the end of the game too, didn't it? They got a bit of a run but, on. But the centre clearances mm. were sixteen to fourteen. That's so a, do you that's, know what? Though? That's, that's a bit different. I reckon that stat kind of is a little bit skewed because their centre clearances were literally straight into our fifty. Yeah, more damaging. Our, yeah, way more damaging. Yeah. Our centre clearances were kind of spill sideways. outside the fifty. Ours went sideways. sideways. Yeah. They went direct. We went so defensive at those. Uh, uh, their disposals. Do, do you think though a lot of our centre clearances are, is on the back of Shuey as well when he gets that little bit more space? I find that he's just. That's where he yeah, excels, yeah, yeah. is in that centre yep. clearance the, the scenario. Pro- but that's pro- normally when Nick Nat's just straight down to him, isn't oh, it? Oh, when he yeah. runs full power and it's yeah. just like but the problem caressed that, into his chest yeah, almost, isn't nice, it? Nice, nice, God, I miss that. Yeah. The problem I see with our midfield is there's no blockers. Yeah. When you had your Chris Judds and your cousins and your, your Rowan Jones used to just block for and you had, you, had, you had a designated blocker and he blocked all the time. That was Rowan Jones or Andrew Emily even coming and played as a blocker every yeah. now and then. I just don't see any Eagles players going in blocking for Shuey. Like, Shuey gets a lot of hard ball himself, yeah. but there's no one. And, and mate, this week, I think, was different because we were so concerned about Gorn that it was yeah, almost just like Gorn defensive defences almost stay on, um, you know, goal side and literally just not even try and break free, just try and halve the contest. But the problem was all that created was we either got smashed in the stoppage or if we did win the stoppage, it was... Uh, yeah, going out sideways and... You know, Isn't he a machine, though, Gorn? Let's oh, be yeah, honest, like, I hate him so much because I love him so much. He is that good a ruckman. And yeah. it's just... He the, was him beating some of our midfielders on ground ball. Oh, yeah. but it's just you know time in the ruck, too. And no one does as much yeah, time yeah, in the ruck yeah, yeah. as this player. Yeah. And his confidence. That's his game. Uh, look, this is something I want to bring up with you guys. Jeremy Govan seemed to be the only guy every time we're in trouble up forward when we lose Darling. And let's face it, Darling was a big loss. Yeah, yeah, up and forward, up forward, it changed our forward structure totally. To I'm not a big Vardy fan, but I thought he battled okay. He battled though. okay, um, but Darling just and they they he goes to the ground. They bring Gov up. Gov is not their freaking answer up no, forward. No, honestly, no. he's just not their answer up forward. He's good. He's good, Mark, but he's just not the answer. He's they've got to find somewhere else, and that's why I was surprised that Waterman or even Oscar Allen weren't promoted. For this game. Oh, yeah. I agree. Like, um, I was very vocal on maybe uh, going the one extra tall uh, with yeah. Venables out and Mormon coming in. But hindsight's a beautiful thing. I didn't think 
Darling was going to get knocked out in exactly. the first eight minutes of the game. So that would have changed the scenario. Okay. And, um, even, with, even with Darling in, I thought we went in one tour to less, one less. I, I see what you're saying, yeah. Just because right, we're playing against Melbourne, uh, mm-hmm. looking at the team. And you just said the guy's name, Venables. Now, let's talk about Venables for a sec. To me, he's getting a name because of what he can bring to the club. On form, I don't know how he's going to go. No, he's got to go out for um, a, a game, a ball-winning yeah, midfielder I, now. I'm glad you've actually mentioned the midfield because he's not a forward, and I find we do this. Okay, I love blooding these kids, and um, I think we spoke on this actually on the Go footy podcast the mid- at the yeah. beginning of the year. I'm a huge fan of Venables, but I don't think he needs to be inside. Because if you're going to blood someone... Bring in someone that plays in that position. You touched on bringing it all. You've got Oscar Allen now playing more predominantly forward, not in the back at East Perth. You've got Waterman up there kicking goals. Blood them. They're, they're genuine forwards. Yep. If you want a predominant forward player, don't bring in a midfielder to blood there. Bring in a forward yeah. to blood there. Um, but you can't do that with. This is why I keep on harping on about the East Perth alignment. Give us our own team, then we can do that. We can play them yeah. in the positions we want. Yep. They can be played in midfield. They can be played in the whatever. There's the same with Carpenter. Everyone's, I'm not Carpenter, Partington. Everyone's gone, oh, how come Partington can't get a game? Because he plays his midfield in the Raws. He, he, he's not a midfielder. Yeah. He's not a midfielder at the Eagles. And he never will be. And unfortunately... Who would you bring in this week for... Um, if- I personally think we're one big ball-winning midfielder short, and Venables needs to go out for that midfielder to come in. So, but who, but who do you bring in? Ainsworth's probably the only one I'd promote. Yeah, I, I'm even. I don't even. I've just bagged Venables basically, but I don't even know if we should change a team. Um, Except yeah. for bringing in an extra tour, maybe. Well, I that, I'm, I'm like leaning towards. To tall, though, I, 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 I'd like Waterman to get a game, to be honest, because. <laughs> I'd when like Josh Kennedy's not there, it's a different scenario. If yep. Josh Kennedy comes in, then I would be more, let's bring him in. Yep. But, um, All right, well, let's talk about that in revolving door. Let's just give uh, Melbourne a bit of credence. They had winners all over the ground, as we said. Angus Brayshaw, he was... He was a gun, He was he? unbelievable. Yep. He's, to me, one of my favourite players in the comp, if not the favourite player. He's like Pendlebury, but with more aggression. Um, they didn't have Hogan, but... They got players that come in and they all stepped up. I'll tell you they what. Probably looked. All the uh, players they bought in were just one-dimensional, were they? Yeah, they were unpredictable. And McDonald is a very underrated forward this year. Yeah. Now he's playing predominantly there. Like yeah. I know he swung forward and back a lot last year, but he's. You look at his averages per game. Everyone rates about Hawkins. Uh, you put them head to head in matchups on the AFL site, and yeah, you'd be yeah. surprised statistically which one's having the better season. Yeah. Um, but n- not into specifics. But more in the, uh, generalising the game, for me, the word is intent. Yep. Melbourne came into this game. They knew what was on the line. They weren't secured finals. This was like, to them, this was almost a cutthroat game. They wanted to make finals, but they wanted to make a statement as well because they've been slanting me. Shouldn't top two give you the same video? But we didn't lose top two, did we? That's what I'm saying. There no, wasn't as much can. on the line. But we can. Yeah. If I, we could have stolen it up and then we could have Oh, of players. course we could have. But what I'm saying is there wasn't that do or die scenario there. Yeah, but that's It, it would have been good to we're win. We're getting thin that, on the ground. I mean, you take your that's top a four players out of any side, especially a side that we weren't necessarily that deep in the first place. And you take out a Nick Nat and you take out a <laughs> If you take out of a darling and you take out a Kendi, any team's going to struggle. It's funny you said that because we actually brought this up last podcast. So let Richmond's the fitter side in the squad. We'll just quickly do this. Okay, take pick any three players out of Richmond. 
compare it to what we've lost. So pick a good forward, a good ruck, and a good. Yeah, mid. but Melbourne were missing yeah. Hogan and yeah, Bond. Yeah, and you take them Hogan, out. And they're yeah, but Hogan's no yeah. Josh Kennedy. Yeah, you yeah. take out Nankovic, you take yes, out uh, Rewalton, you take yeah, that's all out um, Dusty or Cotch and pick yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I know. That, uh, that's, that's exactly. I think it's underrated the quality of the players we got injured. Yeah. End of the days, we got off a slow start and it cost us. Yep, happens way too often. What it is. Let's get on the revolving door. The revolving door. All the stats that matter at the Royals. Well, with the revolving door, we're quickly going to go on this because we're going to talk about the game and the finals coming ahead. Uh, East Perth got beaten by my team, the Falcons, by uh, 18 points. Uh, Waterman backed up with seven goals. He got another three goals, 19 disposals. Oscar Allen, two goals. And I don't know if you've watched the game on the TV, but... He took some fine grabs, That's and he is probably when people on. I'm digressing now. Um, people are saying why we picked Oscar Allen over Tim Kelly. If you watched last weekend's game, that's the reason why we picked Oscar Allen because he was imposing. And yep. if Kennedy's going to be gone in the next couple of years, Waterman and Allen were in a good spot. Uh, Partington again played good. 26 disposals, one goal. Brayshaw 19 disposals, one goal. Missed a few. Could have had about three or four goals. McGuinness backed up from coming back from his injury, 26 hitouts. Ainsworth, 23 disposals. And the rest are around the same. Didn't Hamish Brayshaw get a monster amount of disposals? Or was that he only got 19 disposals oh, the week before he got week. 41. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and in the reserves, Callan England backed up again. He's doing all right in the reserves, but why is he in the reserves when there he's is, going um, team? There is... Uh, I only found this out probably a couple of months ago, that there is a, a only amount of... What am I trying to say? There's only a certain amount of numbers that Eagles are allowed to play in East Perth. East Perth have... Say, each week? Each week. Well, how come Peel really? can have 18 players? Uh, I'm not sure exactly what number is, but that's why players are playing in reserves. Well, well I thought Maybe it was only so, for finals. No, no, no. It's it's under the alignment model that they're only allowed certain amounts in and certain amount have to be reserved for All East right, Perth. That's players, and that's why certain players... All right, well, quickly, reserves. who comes in from East Perth into the Eagles this week? I'm going to differ from you guys. I would like to see someone like a um, Venables go out for a, a ball-winning midfielder come in. I want us. I want us to just get more possession, more well, you know, of the ball. I, I've been calling for Brayshaw to be moved in. I know it's too late in the season to do it. I'd love to see Brayshaw or Watson get chucked into the deep end and see how they go. Um, well, and Venables out. Yeah, Venables is the um, unlucky one, obviously. Yep. But I think coming into finals, we really do need to settle on best 22. I don't think he is in the best 22. Well, I 22. think Waterman will come um, in on that then. Well, yeah, but Stretch, Waterman, yes. I would defense. pick Waterman, but I wouldn't be disappointed if we chucked Allen in forward. But I wouldn't mind seeing a brace. Once, once, you, you, can do, some up once you do that, though, you can take Archie out. Of the forward line, yeah, so we're playing too yes. many plays up what's your, forward that admits. I won't won't digress too much, but what's your thoughts on Archie? Is he got a spot um, in the average? Yeah, I just think so. Average. Too. Yeah, I reckon he's a fringe player. And yeah. he looked very lost when he got put um, in defence, didn't he? he looked yeah. very, very lost. Look, well, you compare you compare it to Sheed, and we critiqued some of the things in his game, but Archie's an older, more mature player. Yeah, and at least Sheed's racking up. And Sheed's numbers. like up in Gaff's absence. Thank God he's there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll tell you what, I'm going to keep a keen eye on his tackling skills yeah, from now on he, now watch with, he tackles with his All hands. Right. We'll get on to the uh, more important game. It's bounce down. All right, we head to the Gabbard for the last game of the season. And it's going to have implications on this. And quickly, I'm going to say it. If we lose, we come all the way back to Perth and then we go to play Collingwood at MCG. I'd rather we win, 
Collingwood come to Perth two weeks in a row. Well, yeah. two times in a row, even though there's a buy in there. So Eagles have to win this game. We need top two. Um, Let's be serious. If we can't beat Brisbane... We're in, we're in trouble. We're in more trouble than just not yeah. finishing top two. So. And let, let's quickly talk about the Lions. There's a lot last week. Nick Robinson saying Gold Coast was soft. I'd love him to come out and say that about the Eagles this week. Just uh, pump us up. And Zorko, as a captain, I watched that game. I don't know if you guys watched it, but that was pathetic. Zorko's one of those players, isn't he, that when he is up, he is an incredible player. Oh, he's a player. brilliant player. Don't get me wrong. I've never seen a player with such a discrepancy between their best and their worst. I reckon that but he is one of the... what he did with Miller, that was pathetic. That was... Uh, I just... I couldn't believe I was watching a captain of a club do that. All right. See, the thing with Zorko is I think he was very underrated for quite some time. Last year, people started to take notice. This year, he's getting tagged. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. That, that discrepancy is he, he's not used to a tag because he was underrated. Maybe they would target a Rockcliffe or a Beams before, but now they're like, no, Zorko kicks goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a midfielder, will tag him. He's... This is the thing. He got tagged. You watch that game and you see the heights from that game. Miller was all over him, nagging and scragging him. I didn't like the look of that, but they're showing you this one snippet of the Zorko yeah, yeah, arcing up. Yeah. Now, we just talked about him being tagged. He was tagged by Miller the whole game. So, yeah. So, uh, if that was me, I'd be right into it. No. He, I, I actually liked it. I thought the, he had a grin on his face. He's shaking his hand while he's ripping into him. I yeah, loved but that it. Wasn't, that wasn't the reason why he was shaking his hand. In round five, he wouldn't shake his hand because he said the guy had bad breath. And he's gone, people can't see me. And he's gone like this to him, going, you've got bad breath. F off, F off. Like that. A captain... That yeah, was yeah, a yeah. bad look, man. Yeah, it's a bad yeah, look, yeah, but is. I guarantee there's a the lot worse said on the field than oh, you got cool, bad but it was a bad look. And I remember John Wurzfeld being told it was a bad look when he did it to Graham Wright in the elimination final over at the Wacker many moons ago. And that Zorko was ten times worse. I, I don't care what... I like Zorko. He's, he's a brilliant player, and he's a player we have to stop. But at the end of the game, that was pathetic for a captain. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, as a captain. Yes, as a captain. I just find I don't have much sympathy for And and he's come out and said exactly that. I'm embarrassed, blah, blah, blah. But here's one guy we've got to tag. There's a few other beams is running amok. Their midfield. Who would you tag? I think you would tag Zorko. I'd he's tag easy. Zorko. Goal, he's, he kicks goals in the yeah, mid. Well, it's easier to tag, isn't he? I mean, Beams, you can tag, and he's still <laughs> going to get his 25 touches, whereas Zorko, you can literally yeah. shut down. See, I like to the, think, put you on one of them and go head-to-head. Yeah, so, yeah. like, let's tag Zorko, but then Beams, well, let's chuck you on him and see which one's going to play. No, game, Beams or you. So no, but that, that's what I mean. We yeah, literally yeah. go head-to-head with him. Yeah. We're like, so right, Hutch, you'll be free, but now you're going to be free. Yep. So Hutch is an obvious... Yeah, definitely. Obvious great, tagger. great tag, having a great year. Yes, having a good year. Let's go to the medical room. Alex Wibberton, he's the only guy from that game that probably won't play against us. He did his hamstring over Gold Coast. Um, yeah, Bowles been out for the season. Charlie Cameron's out for the season. Matt Eagles, the guy that won the rookie, rookie thing, he's out for season. Um, Fullerton, I don't know much about. Darcy Gardner, he's out for season. They've got Pap- Paparoni, he's out for season. And another younger guy, Jack Payne. So they're not too bad with the injury lists. They've got, they're probably the better players on the park. Yep. Don't forget Luke Hodges playing for Brisbane. So he's always had a bit of a, he always lifts when we play the Eagles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a, so Waits, a bit of a side chat, but Waits is retired. I think that leaves Hodge and Ablett as the only two left from the Super Draft, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So. Yeah. 
Jeez. It, God, doesn't it feel like a millennium ago when Ball and Judd retired, though? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, yeah. It does, really does, well, doesn't it? Ball. He, that was, the longevity you know, of those two plays yeah, yeah, is yeah. amazing, you know? And it almost gives them the ticking points. Judd in his prime was the best play ever seen. Didn't sustain that level his whole career, where Gary Ablett kind no, of did more. No, I think he'd still... T- I mean, we were well, outside-checked. He's still I, Gablet. I reckon Hodge might turn it on, and that's the thing I hope he doesn't. Um, let's pick a winner in a margin. Eagles by closer than I'd like it to be by 27. 27? I didn't actually know uh, whether them was injured, so I don't want to be happy about an injury, but that's going yeah, to yep. help. Um, I, I reckon 17. I think they're really? a lot better. Oh, they're a lot better team than the they're, they're, they're ladders. It's not the walk in the park. Either. I reckon no. it's going to be close for recorders. Eagles run away 30 something points, 30 odd yep, points. Let's hope so. Yeah. And. If they can, like you said, Ollie, if they cannot beat Brisbane, we're in a lot of trouble. And the people that want to put the keys in the bus, I'd be taking them out and throwing them <laughs> over the fence because we're not going to go anywhere because we'll be travelling for four bloody weeks. Um, it, but if not, put the keys back in the ignition, turn yeah, it on, yeah, yeah. start her up, and I might get on it. Out, just, yeah. just quickly, it's a little <laughs> off topic, but I'm trying to look at the, the season and take a step back. If... Like, where we were in our predictions at the beginning of this year, and I know this sounds like rose-coloured glasses, but uh, personally, I want to win at least a final. Yep. But we're in a position where let's, let's win a flag. We all, that's, that's the ultimate yeah, goal. Yeah. We? But I'm, I can't help but feel, if you take a step back, appreciate what we've done this I, year, I it's a wasted agree. opportunity, not a wasted year. Yeah. What we have done this yeah, year has been amazing. It's a very good call. We've wasted an opportunity that, if we lose, but we have not wasted this year. And I'm so a, proud of what this team's done. And that is a quote for tonight's um, podcast. It's a wasted opportunity, not a wasted year. And, yeah. and, let's, and also, to put that in context, not only are we, we should be finishing second on the ladder, so at every chance of uh, making a grand final, yeah. we've also bloodied, what, nine, nine players this year? Yeah. Okay. So... You know, it's in. It's and Fremantle has supposed to be rebuilding. They've blooded fifteen over the last two years. Yeah, we've blooded nine debuts already. Yeah. This nine year. debuts. This, debuts and Collingwood are the next. Yeah. Collingwood are the next with seven. Yeah. yeah. Right. So let's put everything and in perspective. Completely. I think that's actually an AFL VFL record. I don't believe a team has ever sat second on the ladder with that many debutants. No. Yep. And so. all Victoria talk about is Collingwood. Anyway, we're off picking Eagles to beat Brisbane. We're going to get into our last segment before we sign off, which is the pump. Under the pump. Uh, we were just talking off air, so we what, everything that we were just talking off air, we might put into another podcast. It probably is going to go for a half an hour, 45 minutes or so. <laughs> um, we're under our last segment, the pump, which is where we have a little bit of a whinge. Um, my wind is I didn't have a big enough effort in the dream team, which was what we were just talking about. So next year I'll give it a bit more seriousness. Uh, Dan it's fun when you got, get into it. it. Takes up a lot of time though. Yeah, Dan just got kicked out. Yeah, the grand I, finals I, this week. I'm a massive fan, and I just found out I was in the final. Then uh, my wife's pregnant, so I've been a little <laughs> bit distracted. So all right, let's. My pump. I got one, and then we're going to talk about another one. Eagles, if you get off to a slow start again. It's just going to cost you another game. And if you're going to get off to slow starts in the finals, it's going to cost you the finals. That's my little pump. But we were talking off air earlier on today and we were talking about... What were we talking about? Well, basically, I'll kick it off. Um, Basically, it's the rule change uh, and they've uh, approached Waleed to talk about it. Now, it's not 
the person they've approached per se about Waleed. He's a person people love to hate, <laughs> but it's the fact they keep telling the fans aren't enjoying this style of footy. They keep telling us what we want. I want them to ask the blue collar fans, yep. the every person, the me's, yeah, the yep. use, you know. And you're a multi million dollar <laughs> company. You've got in a world surrounded with social media, you've got your AFL pages, your AFL sites. Put polls up and get you know the everyday person's view on it because i guarantee yeah, I you talk to people that love their footy they don't think the game's in as much danger they admit that the bottom teams are playing an ugly style of football because they don't want to get blown out of the water so the bad games them but also we don't want 25 meter goal squares we don't want zones brought in um we've if, touched quickly if, if zones came <coughs> into this game i would be horrified because it is the one game that is a literal 360 i don't know if you've watched the tac cup Download a game and have a look. They do it. It's pathetic. They run yeah. and back and forth. Yeah. Like my, my son plays um, Colts and they do have a, a yeah. similar thing in that yeah. where you have to get someone back. back to the 50. And it's all it literally is is kids sprinting back, putting their foot in the 50. And then they run back. And, back. Then, and then run back. Yeah. It's um, just creates like, more issues. Like I said, Dan, with Facebook, with Instagram, all social media, everyone knows how to do a poll. So the AFL, easy, simple, and you don't have to waste millions of bucks on commissions looking at it. Do a poll, go back to the people, and ask them what they bloody want. Do you know what? I find the issue is, though, that it's not necessarily about the guys that or people that love the game. It's about the AFL... You know, trying to get sort of more people. It's not necessarily about the traditionalists that love the game. Oh, how can we kind of, you know, strip it back so more people like the game? So we need to be careful. So the next tier almost. The unknown factor of this, because they bring in rule changes. It usually doesn't work the way they want. Um, I hated the the substitute rule. But I'm thinking, right, you open that game up by zones and that. With all these players running around a bit more, will there be more knee injuries? Another thing is, you're massively changed the style of the game. Yep. Will that affect the way people have drafted over oh, the years? Absolutely, you know, I mean, it has this huge impact. I don't like the idea at me, all. Me and Gaffy disagree. Uh, always fight. I always give him crap about the fact he loves AFLX. He always goes on about why I don't like AFLX. AFLX to me is kind of what the AFL almost want to turn the game into. It's like basketball on a football field. There's no tackling because of the fact that there's so much space and so yeah. much openness that you lose all contested possession. So someone like Pritis would have never got a game. You you suddenly, because it is so open, you don't appreciate the open play. Like at the moment now, because there's you know this contest for the ball, you've got to fight for the ball. So when you get it and you see open play, you know you appreciate it. If the whole game is open play... Yeah then you've kind of devalued See, f- it, in my opinion. While you've been doing all this, I deleted about two seconds or three seconds of our talking, so if you listen <laughs> to this, okay. that's what jump. you're going to hear. You're going to hear a big void. But <laughs> see, if they've got the courage to bring in this AFL-X, which to me it's the international market, you know, square yeah. overs, the thing is, great, develop that game, bring in the rules like you said. Why change the game now so significantly? Why don't you bring in the other tier sport you're trying to do anyway? Why bring in a new, you know, new setup? Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like rugby and rugby league. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to change these rules significantly, make a different league. Yeah, and yeah, I've said it. Idea. I've said it many times. Leave the game alone, and it'll take care of itself. It does. Because coaches will just find a way around every bloody thing, and that's the way it goes. So, Absolutely, hundred percent agree. And you know, so but until 
we get to the end of the year, I don't know what's going to happen. Next year's going to be different. Um, it might even change the way people draft and trade. So I think that's why people are holding off on a lot of names going to other clubs and all that to find out exactly what's happening next year. Anyway, guys, it's been a good show. Thanks, Ollie, for coming really in. Really appreciate being here. Thank in. you, guys. Um, Dan, in the next couple of weeks, might be here or there because he's having a baby. So congratulations, <laughs> Dan. Oh, thank, you very much. thank you very much. Um, a future eagle, who knows. Um, have you got? The, are you on the radio this weekend? Uh, yes, and Gaffy's calling in from South oh, Australia. Yeah, that's yep, going to be yep. interesting. If you're awake, guys, uh, wake up at quarter to eight on RTR FM. Uh, listen to the Go Footy guys on that. They just do a twenty-minute uh, talk about the footy. Um, again, listen to all your podcasts. Promote Eagles. Do what you can. And honestly, guys, we have to win to get top two. Yeah, yeah. we've got to um, make it happen. Yeah, so, we do. Like I bring a bit of solace to the fact we've actually beat. Hawks and Pies over there already, yeah. but we had a fitter list. I know Nick Nat went down against the Pies, but other than that, we had Gaff, we had JK, we had these yeah, players yeah. there. So We've we're limping towards traveling this year, though. undefeated towards. in Melbourne. Yeah. So yeah. it's not all is lost, but it's not a great sign. <laughs> it's losing no, to a team that's no. won five games for the year. All right, well, guys, next week I think we're coming on Thursday because I've got a prior engagement. So stick around. Spread the word, tune in, tell your mates, tell everyone, and to all the people in Philadelphia, thanks for listening. And there's a couple of guys that messaged me from Netherlands during the week. I will put what you said on next week's podcast. Thanks for joining and, and thanks for listening. Thanks. Yeah. Cheers, guys. It's it's great guys. having you here again, Ollie. Thanks a lot, Ollie. Go Eagles.